Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Jane Fallon worked for years in in theatre and TV, but when she hit her mid-40s, she opted to give all that up and start writing novels. That was 12 novels ago. Just Got Real is about the deceptions of online dating. Good afternoon, Jane. Hi. Uh, Now, middle-aged women go online dating. Is that something that requires a lot of research? Uh, It required a lot of conversations with my friends who were all doing it, um, most of whom have come out of long relationships and suddenly found themselves single in middle age. So, yeah, I had a lot of good chats. Right. Okay. And and what did they tell you? Well, a lot of them said to me that actually what they'd ended up with was making a lot of new friends, which wasn't what (laughs) they were after. Um, a, A couple of them told me horror stories. One of my friends told me that a guy that she'd been talking to for a while on the phone had accidentally let slip that every time he had a conversation with any of the women he was talking to he marked it out of 10 oh god yeah and he would keep those scores in a notebook and he'd top them up at the end of every week and see who he should progress with so that was nice (laughs) i can't help but wonder like did they say the dynamic was different from you know obviously when you're 20 yeah, just fancy people and, and you know, whereas probably people who are middle-aged have maybe been through a long-term relationship and they're kind of stuck in that mode. Yeah, I think that's maybe true. And I think also the thing that really struck me was what you get a lot is you'll talk to someone for ages and you'll find you've got so much in common and you'll like each other's pictures and everything and then eventually you'll meet up and they'll look exactly like the person in the picture but there's just no chemistry. Yeah. So, you know, when you're young or back in the day, you would meet someone and you'd know immediately if there was chemistry or not. And this time you've often invested maybe three months before you hit that point. So I think some of them are thinking it's a bit of a waste of time for them. Yeah. I suppose back in the day, you'd just like see somebody in the pub, have a couple of pints, snog them and see how where it went. And, and yeah, disappointed exactly. early. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> disappointed early. And then you'd then find out that, they, you know, they had no personality at all but at least you'd know there was some kind of physical chemistry and I think that for me is the thing that's quite odd with that must be quite odd with online dating and also if you're older you're you're you must feel very vulnerable I yeah think. yeah god that must be yeah very rough are you are you a very disciplined writer is it kind of do research do research then start or, or how does it work for you Nah. Um, well, a bit of that. I do. I, I have the whole idea before I start writing or what I think is an idea that's going to work. I don't really start doing research because I, I tend to write one about areas generally that I know about. And then if it's something like with the online dating thing that I have no experience of myself, I'll start chatting to people as I go along, as I know what I need to know, if that makes sense. Because um, I don't write the kind of books where I think for me doing a lot of research up front would maybe get in my way. So I want to get the kind of emotional story right and then I want to check that, you know, what I'm writing about makes sense and rings true and all that stuff. Yeah, but do you have the story? You know, some, I, like I've interviewed writers and they go, oh, I just had an image of a man walking out of a cake shop. I didn't know where it was going to go. You know, that kind of thing. Do you oh, know how goodness, much no. you, do you know? <laughs> Uh, no, I would be terrified to do it. That's funny enough. That's the way I tried to do it all the many, 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 many years when I started novels and never finished them. I would just launch in. I've realized that for me, I need to know like the bare bones of my plot. So not the whole thing, but I want to know the big twists and turns. I want to know really that there's enough story that I can sustain that story for a hundred thousand words. Cause I'm best when I have a lot of plot. So I definitely sit down and over a couple of months, I work out the major 
story turns. And sometimes that will change completely when I start writing, but I like to know I've got that kind of skeleton there. Because, mm-hmm. well, I don't know, maybe this is simplifying it, but from what I've read, when your first novel arrived, it was almost like a light bulb thing for you that, that you thought, wow, I can really do this. Yeah, absolutely. Never happened since. Not once. Um, it was absolutely. It was a like. It was like a miracle. I was trying to think of an idea for a new TV show because I was working in TV, and I just had this idea for getting rid of Matthew, which was my first one. And as you say, it kind of plopped into my head, more or less fully formed. And uh, I thought, now's the time. I've got to really give this a go. But yeah, I keep waiting for it to happen again. And uh, that was just a one-off. I think. Yeah. Why is that? Has it been? That's a funny thing, isn't it? The people write a. Uh a very successful book and then you assume it's going to get easier. Has it got harder? Uh, it's kind of got both easier and harder. So it's got harder in a way to, you know, think of a fully formed story that I haven't written before or, you know, uh, one that really grabs me. It's become easier in the way that I know that I can do it now. So I know that eventually something will come. Eventually I'll pull something out of my brain, even if it takes a while and it's a bit arduous but I know I can get there so yeah a bit of both mm. I do want to ask you about this life um mm. uh, man you know people of a certain age uh, will remember it when that the, when that you were in pre-production and it started to become apparent uh, what this was about and perhaps how gritty it might be did the BBC crap themselves uh, do you know what? My memory of it is that they left us quite alone. And I think the only reason for that is because we were so cheap. We were like the cheapest <laughs> half hours they've ever done. And uh, they just thought, well, we, you know, we could either throw this money down the toilet or we could throw it at this random little TV show. So actually, and I think because Tony Garnett was the executive producer and they had so much trust in him. So I think as long as he kept saying to them, oh, it'll all be all right. They were actually really good. Um, yeah, surprisingly so, I think. Mm. The, the and, and like it's, I think it's 20 years since it was on or there was some sort of anniversary. Yeah, more slightly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, recently. The, the, was it a, a hit at the time or was it kind of one of those shows that kind of, the more people thought about it over the years, the more significant it was? Yeah, interestingly, the first series went out pretty much unnoticed um, because, you know, we were tucked away on BBC Two. They didn't really promote it because we were such a cheap show. And um it was only when the second series, because we made, I think it, in the end, it turned out to be something like 26 episodes, really long series. And that started going out while we were still making it. And I think because that really had time, you know, that was half a year of the people that liked it talking about it. So it was only really during the second series that it suddenly became this huge snowball of a thing. Mm. And then people went back and they watched the first one. So it was definitely a slow build, yeah. Yeah. And did, did that affect then your career? Uh, it, it, does it work that way for TV producers that suddenly you're just being offered a project or similar to the last hit you had? Yeah, I mean, it definitely did affect my career in that um, I think it gave me a leg up, is the honest truth. I think it was the first thing that I'd produced on my own because I'd been at EastEnders before that, um, you know, where there are, uh, when I was there, there were three producers. It's such a huge show. And there's a series producer over that, all of that kind of thing. So this was my the first thing that was all me, really. And so I think it definitely did my reputation a world of good actually um yeah definitely gave me a lot of entry into a lot of things that maybe i wouldn't have had the opportunity to do Mm. and given this so many people would remember that show and and probably counted as a significant show are are you ever tempted to go back into producing 
you know what? I'm not. I think the, both the great and the awful thing about TV is how collaborative it is. And uh, after a while, that starts to drive you a bit mad because <laughs> you just want to go, no, I'm doing it like this. Um, and I love the fact that I'm in my own head for eight months of the year. No one's looking at anything I'm doing. I'm just, I've got tunnel vision. I'm just writing my books. And then, you know, by the point I then show it to my editor, I really need some insight, but it totally suits me not having to discuss things with people along the way. I love it. Yeah. I'm, actually, I was going to ask you, have you ever worked with Ricky or would you? But I think you just answered that question. No, <laughs> no, it's actually, we're, both, we're a pair of control freaks where work is concerned. So no, it'd be a disaster. Jane Fallon's latest book is called Just Got Real. Jane, thanks a million. Thank you so much. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.